0: Coming up, we are going back to the NFL tiers. Uh, today, we are tackling the quarterbacks, putting all 32 starting quarterbacks in a tier list and how they compare to each other. And then my girlfriend Marlisha came on and we did a fun little exercise that had to do with comparing athletes in different sports and how they would fare in, in playing other sports. So it's a little bit complicated, a little bit out there, but stay tuned for that. But first, coming up, NFL quarterback tiers. We are back going through various NFL tiers uh, in uh, lead up to the regular season starting uh, in a few weeks. I did NFL tiers last week. Today, I'm going to go through tiers of quarterbacks. I'm going to go through all 32 starting quarterbacks. I think for the most part, we know who's going to be starting. We've already got some announcements that uh, a few of the rookies are going to be starting week one. And I don't think there's really many big quarterback competitions. I think it's one of the the rare years where I, pretty much most teams are set at quarterback going into week 1. So, I'm going to I'm going to go through all 32, put them in sort of a tier list. Again, if you didn't listen to the NFL team tier list, I'm not going to rank them within a tier because I think that just kind of slows things down. I'm just trying to group in this case quarterbacks how I how I view them. So after going through all 32 quarterbacks, I ended up with eight tiers, and there's only one guy in the bottom tier, and that's where we'll start. I have this tier named The Best Option Doesn't Always Mean You're a Good Option, and sad to say, even though I like him, even though he had some moments last year, uh, I have Baker Mayfield uh, in this group. It sounds like he's going to be at least starting week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yes, he's a former number one pick. Yes, he had some fun moments with the Rams last year. But I just don't see him as a quality starting quarterback. And for me, if you're not going to be a great quarterback or even a good quarterback, you at least need to have some potential. You need to have something that you can look towards. And in Baker's case, he's been in the league for a while. I think at this point, he is who he is. And probably is destined for a pretty good backup role throughout uh, the second half of his career. But at this point, I don't think he's really a starting QB uh, in this league. So I have to put him down at the bottom tier. The next tier, I have all the rookies that are going to be starting. Uh, There's three of them. Uh, Bryce Young, who was the first pick this past draft. CJ Stroud, who went number two. And then Anthony Richardson, who went number four to Indianapolis. They could all be really good. They could be really good rookies. But for now, just for me personally, I'm going to put them down kind of near the bottom Bryce Young probably is destined to have the best year, at least for the three rookies with C j. Stroud, probably some growing pains, and then Anthony Richardson being the the rawest of the three. So we'll see. We'll see how they do. And you know, this time next year, maybe, All three of them bump up. Maybe all three of them kind of struggle. But I think for now, I want to keep the rookies down low. so I have them in the the second tier? The next tier I have, I'm calling better than the alternative. Basically saying, it's not great. You're not going to be super excited. But hey, it could be worse. Uh, I have three guys in this tier. I have Matthew Stafford, who I think is on track to come back uh, to the Rams this year. Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill. You could call this the the old veteran group, the kind of nice game managers at this point of their career. Stafford, he would be the one I would put higher, but after his injury last year, his age, I don't know how much he has left. So I, you know, wait and see there, I guess. You know, you can make the argument that he deserves a little bit higher, but for now I'm going to put him down with guys like Jimmy Guys like Ryan Tannehill, who I think are more at this point game managers, and you can make the argument that they've been game managers their whole career, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are some game managers that are up higher on this list, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But in both Tannehill and Garoppolo's case, they're not going to give you much, but they are going to be better than than the alternative. Hence the the name of the tier. I just don't see any one of these three. Besides maybe Stafford, you can make the argument for having a a breakout year. I think they are they're veterans; they're getting older. We know kind of who they are. Yes, they could be solid for their teams, but I don't see much else. So they're kind of down here near the bottom with with some of the young guys. Speaking of young guys, uh, that's my next group. Uh, group number four, tier number four. I have this tier labeled last chance young guys and I don't mean to say that this is their last chance uh, as starting quarterbacks it's just my way of saying it's kind of their last chance of being considered a a young quarterback prospect because Bryce Young CJ Stroud Anthony Richardson who are rookies yeah they might struggle this year but they're rookies that's to be expected After a couple years, if they're still struggling, not really turning out to be what they thought, then they would belong in this category. And so that's why I have these guys next. I have six six quarterbacks in total. I have Mac Jones of the Patriots, Jordan Love, now the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Kenny Pickett, uh, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Justin Fields. Uh, I'll start with the last one, Justin Fields. There's been lots of press around him uh, during the offseason. I think a lot of it is fantasy football related because if I'm ranking these quarterbacks with fantasy football, he would, would be way higher up. But the question is, can he actually be a, an actual
1: football quarterback?
0: And I think he can, but we're now going into year three. And there are certain question marks, I guess, that he has to answer. And, you know, now they have DJ Moore, a legitimate receiver. So it's now time for him to prove, can he be an actual downfield passer? And I'm not saying he has to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes. He has to be Justin Herbert in terms of pure passing ability. But he has to give enough that he can kind of complement his outstanding running ability. Because guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, who we'll talk about, they're great runners, but they also have good passing ability. So that's what I'm waiting to see in Justin Fields, and others might be higher on on him than I am. If we were ranking uh, quarterbacks in each tier, he would certainly be higher on this tier. But to me, I think he definitely falls into this group, unless he shows otherwise this year, which he is certainly capable of doing. This is where most of the second-year quarterbacks uh, fall. We have Sam Howell who. It sounds like he's going to be the option in Washington. Desmond Ritter. Looks like he will will be the guy in Atlanta. And then Kenny Pickett, who was the highest drafted among these three. Uh, He is uh, back for year two for Pittsburgh. I think in all three cases, you know, they came from a quarterback class that was probably one of the worst we've seen of the last 10, 20 years. So, you know, it's not like these guys were highly regarded. You know, especially in in Sam Howell's case, being a fifth-round pick, Desmond Ritter, third-round pick. I don't think either either team thought, like, this was their quarterback of the future. But both teams are to the point where, you know, see what they got, see if they have potential, and, you know, build the team around them. And then if they show that they're not a franchise-caliber QB, that's when you go draft somebody else. But I think both Ritter and Howell have tools. And you know they both have good supporting casts in place, so this is kind of their chance to show that they can be a starting quarterback. So we will, we'll see. I don't, I'm not super uh, bullish on either one, uh, but it looks like the teams are going to ride with them at least uh, to start the season. And then Kenny Pickett, like I mentioned, highest drafted of the three. He was the only first round pick uh, at quarterback in 2022. He showed flashes at times last year. Again, I don't know if he's going to become, you know, a, a true star franchise QB, but with the weapons that he has in place, I think he could be at least, you know, a game manager, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing. And then the other two quarterbacks I have on this list, slightly older, uh, but I think in both cases, you can make the argument they haven't had a positive experience, let's say from their teams. And that's Mac Jones, who, yes, he was drafted a couple of years ago, but with all the the drama surrounding, obviously, succeeding Brady, and then all the drama with uh, the coaching staff and and putting pieces and and putting a game plan in place to help him. A lot has been put against him, so I don't want to write him off. But I think this is a big year for him and the coaching staff. And so we'll see how he responds to that. And then Jordan Love, he was drafted the... The longest ago, out of these six players, but of course, he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. So he's essentially a rookie, but because he was drafted in 2020, you can't really treat him like a rookie. you know, he has to show now that he is ready to take over. And I'm not saying he has to show he's a, a pro Bowl level quarterback, but he has to show something. So that's why I think both him and Mac Jones fit in this tier. The next tier I have. Uh, tier 5, or tier, or the fourth tier from the top, if we want to go backwards. I have this tier labeled, uh, Time to Rebuild Your Image. And I think you can probably guess uh, the quarterbacks I have in this group. I have three, and I think this is a perfect tier and perfect placement for these three quarterbacks. Because in theory, or talent-wise, they belong way higher up than they are. But for three different reasons, they really aren't performing the way they should. And so I think, at least for the time being, they belong down in this tier. And like the tier name mentions, gives them a chance to rebuild their image uh, in, in this next year. So the three quarterbacks I have are Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. Deshaun Watson, he's the obvious one. Obviously, he has lots of off-the-field issues to uh, his image that he needs to rebuild. That aside, he also has a lot of on-the-field issues he needs to rebuild. Chalk it up to rust. Chalk it up to getting used to his teammates. Whatever it is, he was not a good quarterback and, frankly, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league when he came back from suspension last year. So now he's had a full off season. He has one of the best running backs, one of the best receivers in the league in Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper. So this is his time to show he's a top-tier quarterback. Because remember a couple of years ago before he got suspended, he was one of the legit young quarterbacks who we thought would be you know, up with guys like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. We thought he would be in that group. So there's a chance he can, but again, he has a lot to prove this next year. I think for very different reasons, Russell Wilson has a lot to prove. It was a disaster his first year with Denver. As a Seattle fan, it was a joy to watch. But now they bring in Sean Payton. They bring in a a proven head coach who isn't going to be a mess like their last one. But Russell Wilson's not getting any younger. You know He's now going into his mid-30s soon. So at some point, if he's going to still be a a star-level QB, This is going to be the time because we've seen it. We've seen him be a top tier quarterback. He just needs a return to that form. And then lastly, I have Kyler Murray uh, in this tier. Yes, he's hurt. Yes, he won't be starting week one, but I figured I'd throw him in uh, this this tier and these rankings in general instead of just throwing in another Arizona QB. I don't know when he's coming back. And frankly, with how bad Arizona might be, there's probably no rush to bring him back. But he, at times, can be electric and at times look like he's one of the better quarterbacks. And then at times, he looks like he's very average uh, and very easy for the defense to stop. Because yes, he might be one of the fastest quarterbacks. He might be one of the most shifty. But if he's only 5'10", if he's pretty small, Teams have found ways to, to game plan against that. And especially throughout a long NFL season, it, we've have, we now have a pattern of him slowing down as the season progresses. So that obviously won't be an issue with him missing a good chunk of the, the year, uh, recovering from his ACL injury. But at some point, he needs to show he's a full-season quarterback, which I don't know if he's capable of doing. So I think he, he belongs in this group because he's talented. He was the number one pick, and he shows it at times. But at the same time, I think the, the word is kind of out of what type of quarterback he is. So he definitely needs to rebuild his image once he gets on the field. The next tier, uh, the, the third from the top, this is the biggest tier uh, out of all eight tiers. Uh, I have eight quarterbacks in this group. I have this tier labeled as, you know, it won't be the reason, but can be a reason that you win a Super Bowl. Basically, this group is quote unquote game managers. And this is why I say that game managers isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's if you have a good team in place, if you have weapons, if you have a good offensive line, these group of quarterbacks can do well and they can flourish. It, they're just not going to be, you know, quite to the, the top level of quarterbacks that can single-handedly bring up your team. And I think that's, that's a good number of starting quarterbacks throughout the NFL. You know, if you don't have a top-tier one, you definitely want to have one in this group who can deliver for you, can, can do well if you have the pieces, and, you know, isn't necessarily one of the, the quarterbacks I've already mentioned. So the eight guys I have in this group, in no particular order, I have Tua Tagovailoa of Miami, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, and Daniel Jones. Now, there's a, a wide variety of quarterbacks in this, in this tier, so I don't necessarily want you to think of the you know, traditional game manager quarterback that you think of, but I think all of these guys have the capability to perform well if they have pieces in place. And I think the the best example of this is Brock Purdy. Sounds like he's going to be the guy week one over guys like Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. And he's the perfect example of, you know, he was the last pick of the draft. He's not going to be at the level of, of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. But if the 49ers have guys like Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you just need somebody to get the ball where it needs to go. And he's a great example of that. So I think all of these guys, I don't want to spend too much time on each individual one, but they all show at times that they can do that and in different ways. You know, guys like Daniel Jones, certainly more of a runner, maybe not a game manager like someone like Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. But I think him combined with Saquon Barkley can provide a pretty good offensive punch. It's just Daniel Jones by himself isn't going to win much. The next tier and the, the second from the top. So this is the second tier of quarterbacks. I have four guys uh, in, this, in this tier. And you can make the argument that the last eight guys I have belong in the, the upper echelon. Of NFL quarterbacks I just think there's a clear clear divide between them by a four in the second group and then four in the top group the second group I have labeled as yeah you can win win with him you can win a Super Bowl because of this guy and I think that's slightly different from you know the Kirk Cousins Jared Goffs who can be a reason but again aren't the reason I think these guys can be the reason I think just what separates them from the, the top, top group is a little bit of inconsistency and just really needing to prove that they belong in that top tier. So these four guys in the second tier is Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers. We'll start with Aaron Rodgers. He's been a top tier guy for a while now, but at his age, as... Not great as he looked with Green Bay this past year. I almost made the argument he belonged in the tier below him, but I think benefit of the doubt, I will put him in tier two just because, you know, who knows what what happened in Green Bay. I think he is now rejuvenated in New York, has young pieces around him, so I will put him in this tier for now. I think Justin Herbert, on the flip side, is the easiest one to put in this group. He has all the talent. He looks great. All NFL people love him at quarterback because he can do everything. Only problem is he hasn't shown that that can make a difference. And, you know, whether you want to put that on him, put it on the coaching staff, on the team around him, probably all three are deserving for the struggles the Chargers have had the last few years. But based on talent alone, he definitely deserves in this group. It's just, can he prove it? but he's still young. He will get there. And then speaking of young, Trevor Lawrence, he is the quarterback on the rise. He was one of the best quarterback prospects of the last couple of years and probably the last decade when he was drafted a couple of years ago. You can throw out you know, his first year. Uh, it was a mess. The coaching staff was a mess with Urban Meyer. But last year with a uh, legit NFL head coach, he showed why he is thought to be one of the best young quarterbacks. I think he will only get better. And probably in, in due time, he will be in that top group. So he is certainly on the rise. And then lastly, Lamar Jackson. I think I touched on him a little bit uh, when talking about uh, NFL team tiers. He got his big contract, which is good. He is still one of the most dangerous quarterbacks we have when it comes to especially dual threat quarterbacks. But now we have a few years of, of injury history. And a few years of him not being able to to get over the hump. To get past the guys that are in this top tier. So he's an MVP. He's one of the most electrifying players in the NFL. He just needs to show he can be in that top group. And dual threat quarterbacks don't necessarily last as long. I think someone like Cam Newton. Very different, different player from Lamar Jackson. but. He was an MVP, made it to a Super Bowl, but was kind of a a steep decline after that. So I'm not saying that's what Lamar Jackson will be. But at some point, this is their window to win. And this is his window to show he's one of the top quarterbacks. And then lastly, the last tier, the guys at the top, uh, four left, you can probably name them, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. To me, if you're ranking quarterbacks and if you don't have these four in your top four or at least in your top five or six, there's probably something wrong. Patrick Mahomes, again, I don't need to spend time on it. He, reigning Super Bowl champ, proved everybody wrong that he is the best quarterback right now. You know, there were some debate, oh, maybe Joe Burrow is going to catch him or Josh Allen, but no, it's Patrick Mahomes. He showed he doesn't need Tyree Kill. Him and Travis Kelsey and whoever they throw at wide receiver is enough. And now it's just a matter of, is he the best quarterback of all time? Which time will tell on that one. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, I, I talked a little bit about it when talking about uh, their teams, the Bengals and the Bills. But they're certainly vying for second quarterback behind Mahomes. And they're very different quarterbacks. But I think at this point, Joe Burrow might have the slight edge. I think maybe a little bit of, of Josh Allen fatigue has set in the last couple of years because similar to Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen can be electrifying. He's this big physical quarterback who can can run can pass but hasn't gotten over the hump. So I think in in a year or two, he might be down where Lamar Jackson is. So this is really a time for him to show he belongs in this group. And then the last one was Jalen Hurts. It was just a year ago that we thought Jalen Hurts might not even deserve a starting spot. And now he's in the top tier of quarterbacks. So he deserves all the credit for for turning around what people thought of him. And now it's just a matter of, can he get even better? Yes, he has a great roster around him. He has probably the best offensive line. He has two of the best receivers in the game. He has a a diverse group of running backs. The Eagles have a really good defense. So the Eagles are a really complete team. And yes, I think Hurts benefits from that. But he also showed he's a, a legitimate dual threat quarterback who last year proved he can throw the ball. And yes, it's easier to throw when you have A.J. Brown catching the ball. But he's still young. He was only drafted a few years ago. And really, the sky's the limit. So we'll see how he improves next year. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes level, but I think he definitely deserves in this tier. I think one interesting thing to note about the, these tiers that I came up with, the top tier and really the top two tiers, if you compare that to the NFL tiers I did this past week, they're pretty much the same. And that makes sense because if you have a top tier quarterback, odds are you're going to be a top tier team. and if you don't, you're probably not a top-tier team. Because I mentioned teams like the Dolphins, the 49ers. You know, they don't have quarterbacks in this, these top two groups. But they're sort of the outlier. Because then it's, it's the Chiefs and Mahomes. Bengals and Joe Burrow. Eagles and Jalen Hurts. The Bills, Josh Allen. Those are four Super Bowl contenders. And those are the four quarterbacks in the top tier. So if, if you don't think the quarterback is important, which I don't know why you wouldn't, it's probably the most important position of any sport, really. This just shows why that's the case and why, you know, guys at the bottom who are young, like the three rookies. This is why it's important for teams to hit on those, those rookies, those quarterbacks, because you need a franchise-level quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean it's always the case. There are obviously outliers to, to that rule. But for the most part, if you want to be a Super Bowl contending team, you need a top-tier quarterback and at a minimum that tier three below it of quote-unquote game managers. So I've done uh, NFL team tiers. Now just finished quarterback tiers. In the next couple of weeks, I'll do running backs, wide receivers, do some defensive players as well. So stay tuned for all of that as we get uh, set for the NFL Week One coming up in a couple weeks. My girlfriend Marlisha is back in studio with us, and we have a little fun exercise we're gonna do. Um, We were talking uh, about this, I don't know, a few days ago, Mm -hmm. and we both were kind of interested in it, and it's a little funny, but we're gonna go with it uh, and see where it takes us. We're gonna compare. Teams in sports across right now, we're just going to do kind of the three major US sports baseball, football, basketball, and compare how those teams in each sport would do in other sports. So, to make this a little bit easier and a little bit more concrete, we've picked teams for each sport and we're essentially going to put them against each other. So, because we're in the Northwest, uh, we're going to compare the Seahawks for a football team, the Mariners for a baseball team, and Because you are the guest of honor, we will do the Warriors uh, for the basketball team. And just essentially see how they would do in other sports. So I know we've always wanted to see, oh, how would Curry do as a football player? Mm -hmm. Or how would, uh, you know, would DK Metcalf be able to hit a home run and things like that? So a little fun exercise. Um, Which one do you want to start with?
2: Um, I think we should start with the Seahawks and the Seahawks playing basketball.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so I could imagine someone like DK, yeah, who's 6'4", 230 mm-hmm. pounds or whatever he is. He'd be good, and we've seen him in the celebrity yeah, game. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He did. He did really good in this ce- in the celebrity game. Uh, honestly, I was worried about him getting hurt, right? So he can yeah. still play for us in yeah. the season. Um, but I mean, those slam dunks he he had. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he could do as far as like handling the ball um, like dribbling the ball and then, uh, managing how like plays are going to operate. Um, because I think, you know, I'm just, just seeing him from the, um, in the celebrity game, he really was like, yeah, I'm athletic. I'm just going to go for it. And I'm, I'm going to score the ball. Right. So it'd be nice to see what he would have to do to slow down. And, um, but because he's a football player, he has that, like that coordination. He has, um, the agility, so I think that would easily translate. um But it would be nice to see how he could like manage the court because yeah. he's such a big guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, well, a couple of things. It would. It's funny to think of DK as this huge like athlete, mm-hmm. like he just towers over certain cornerbacks. But yet, if you compare him to an N- NBA player, he's like Dwayne Wade. Obviously, he's a little bit more bulky, a little bit bigger, but size-wise, like he's as tall as Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and we think of Dwayne Wade not as that big, mm-hmm. so that would be interesting. And obviously, if you put him in the NBA, he would look small. Um, but that's just, I guess, the nature of NBA uh, players. The one to me, the one fun part would be seeing Geno Smith, or frankly, any quarterback mm-hmm. play point guard, because, like you said, right, you need somebody to kind of set up
2: plays. Yeah.
0: And I, to me, there's no better transition from quarterback to point guard, sure, because we always say quarterbacks mm-hmm. like the point guard of um, the offense. So that would be fun. And then filling out the rest of the roster, I feel like I'm trying to think of any big Seahawks. Yes, you have your offensive linemen. They could play center or something. I don't know. Do you see Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, any of the smaller skill guys? How would uh, they how Shooting would
2: they guards? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, um, both Lockett and Decaf are, what, wide receivers? Yeah. And so they're used to kind of sprinting wide And then looking for the ball. Right. So I think, you know, (laughs) that can translate for like easy buckets in basketball, like a fast break layup Mm -hmm. or like I'm just imagining like they're used to receiving something to score or to get to to get an advantage. So that's kind of where I'm seeing Lockett, the shooting guard.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And then, yeah, the rest of the roster would be filled out with bigger guys, obviously the, the linemen. (laughs) <laughs> Guys like Bobby Wagner, who were a little bit more stout and bigger, uh-huh. you know, he would play, you know, kind of that power forward center role. Uh, what about, what about baseball?
2: Um,
0: I think, I'm pretty sure we've seen DK do baseball too. I think he's done oh, the okay. celebrity softball game. And I mean, I don't, he's the perfect guy to, for this exercise, I guess, because he's just a great athlete that uh-huh. so we keep using him. But I feel like we could see him, hit some pretty big home runs
2: yeah i think he has a lot of power yeah obviously he's a football player he has to um i think it for me it would be interesting to see how fast he can get to each base yeah um which i think again with football you have to be able to transition in and move pretty quickly in one instance compared to basketball he would have to build up that endurance (laughs) on the court um but to i would love to see him how fast he can run the bases.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see, and we'll talk to Mariners in a second, but comparing Seattle athletes, DK and Julio Rodriguez, both yeah, around I was the same height. That, yeah. mm-hmm. Obviously DK's a little bit uh, bulkier mm-hmm. and stronger, mm-hmm. but Julio's pretty big in his own right. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how DK would could he fill that role that Julio has? Sure. Relative to skill level. Sure. You know, maybe. But yeah, I would I would be interested to see and like he hits the ball, his speed to first base. Mm-hmm he's a bigger receiver like Julio's you know meant to do that obviously as a baseball player so that would be fun but then you'd have guys like Tyler Lockett who are the kind of smaller shiftier guys who would be more like hit the ball and run
2: yeah 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 I'm thinking maybe a little bit of JP for Lockett yeah um and just like I think JP's really smart in the way that he plays and when he comes up to base Mm -hmm. I think this year he's been playing a lot better um, but I can see Tyler Lockett like just making some solid plays for yep. his team. Um, yeah. And super and being good at being reactionary. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you'd have. I feel like quarterbacks, pitchers and right. point guards yeah. kind of all fit together. So yeah. Gino would be the, the pitcher. At
2: point. <laughs> oh, Gino. Yeah. For a pitcher. I don't know. I mean, I think that takes a lot of skill. Yeah. And. I guess it's hard to talk about if he i've never I don't know, I think that's that one's a little bit hard to talk about,
0: yeah, I mean that we would have i guess really no idea I mean he has the arm talent and, Very but true. it would yeah, but it's a lot different it is a
2: yeah, it is a lot different. i mean i th- I think the ability to be able to like think right like he's receiving plays from coaches, you know, yeah. in his ear and things like that, and as far as like at the pitcher on the um mound on the mound, um you know, he has to be able to look at that catcher, catcher, and figure out like okay, like what's gonna be the best, yeah, like, yeah what's gonna be the best pitch, um, for this, pos- this specific player.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think again those three positions across those three sports, probably the easiest to compare. Although I think baseball is gonna be the hardest to, yeah, to really know because mm-hmm. I think it's a lot different. But yeah, we can get to that in a second. I think. The, the other kind of fun transition would be all the defensive players in football, mm. specifically the the defensive backs. So the uh, Tariq Woollens, the Quandre Diggs, all those like cornerback mm-hmm. safeties. That would be a perfect transition to the outfield and playing defense specifically. Because, hmm. right, they, they're guarding, obviously, a player in football. Yeah. But then once the, the quarterback throws it up, they might throw it up especially the safeties, the Quandre Diggs, the Earl Thomas's back when he played for mm-hmm. us. Like, they're really good at that. And so I would assume that would be a, a fun transition to see of them yeah. going to the outfield and they'd have good reaction time, they'd have good speed. Mm-hmm. That would be probably the best.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the difference... Well, yeah, some in in football, like, they have to be able, if they uh, the other offense fumbles the ball, yeah. be able to recover it. And so thinking about... Um, them throwing a baseball after receiving yeah, it especially true. far from the outfield yeah i definitely believe they have the strength but do they have like yeah <laughs> the uh, perception necessary or like yeah, yeah to to throw it to whoever um but yeah i agree
1: yeah yeah
0: football players would definitely be the most entertaining to see yeah. in the other sports but yeah we'll get we'll get to some competition um in, in a little bit but let's go you want to go mariners next or warriors Warriors. All right, let's go Warriors. Whoop, uh, whoop. The I guess one of the best, probably the best NBA team in the last decade. Um, yeah, I guess how would you see? Let's do. You to do football first? How they would look in as a football team?
2: Yeah, um, that's really really hard. Uh, I think your Steph Stephen Curry. I think he could be your quarterback. Um, yeah. Why? i I mean he's he's smart (laughs) yeah i think he's really smart knows the game well um yeah i'm just trying to yeah i think he can probably see being able to see the court in basketball might be able to translate being able to see the field what what plays would work well like where your wide receivers like just Mm -hmm. knowing that um what might be difficult is he is also like he's really the scorer for the warriors the number two and so being able to like really just rely on your like your teammates to score might be might be a little bit different I mean I think we all know that when the Warriors win the game that Steph Curry is going off so
0: but I think that can be the same in football like Patrick Mahomes is like like yeah he is throwing most of his touchdowns so like he's not scoring them but in a sense like it's because of him, so I could see Curry being. Yeah, I mean, sure, role. yeah,
2: it's because of Mahomes, but he does he makes a lot of solid plays as well, running with the ball too. Yeah, but and, I think Curry is. And athletic I think enough. I think he can do that, but I think the biggest thing is for the quarterback to get the ball out of the pocket. Yeah, and so like he has to be able to to just consistently like do that. Um, yeah, and I think the 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 similar thing is that like. If Curry is used to being like the name for the Warriors, being a quarterback, it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that leadership would translate well. Um, but like for me, yeah, I just want to see him just be able to do that and see okay. what, that, what that looks like. Yeah. Uh,
0: for me, two, two fun ones on the Warriors and positions that I think they'd play. Uh, first one's Jonathan Kaminga. I was trying to think of, I know he's your guy. Yeah, um, to me, he'd be the perfect, well... Maybe not perfect. He's 6'7", so he'd be the tallest wide receiver ever. But he'd be the perfect wide receiver tight end because he's tall, but he's also super athletic yeah, and can yeah. run. And I think he'd be a really good pass catcher. Um, and then for me, Draymond, I was trying to come up with a position. He'd probably he'd be on the defensive side, probably a linebacker mm. or something like a Bobby Wagner type, mm. kind of the leader of the defense because um, he's very vocal, very smart but also just very physical. I could see him like really liking. Like a
2: Richard Sherman.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But kind of get that size of like, yeah, just kind of everywhere on the field. Because yeah. he's fast, he's athletic compared to, you know, at least some people. Yeah. So like being a Bobby Wagner where he's just like, he's everywhere. Like he's making he a tackle everywhere. And he definitely
2: likes, and you can tell he's really smart, but he definitely likes to um, read things. Yeah. And, f- and figure out what's going to happen. And so I yeah. can definitely see him excelling on that part of the field
0: uh what about the two of the other guards one new one old for the Warriors. what about clay and chris paul Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know where you're gonna fit them
2: clay backup quarterback (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was gonna put chris paul at backup quarterback okay or wide receiver
0: yeah i could see him being a wide receiver
2: i can see chris paul being a running back
0: he's why why i mean he's a
2: little bit older yeah yeah. but i think his style of play when i look at him play he is very like yeah he he will distribute the ball look for his teammates but he also knows how to find the he also knows how to maneuver in the court with him being a a a smaller like um guard um so i'm just thinking about that like as a running back like you have to be able <laughs> to get through some people yeah. and maneuver and, and get us those extra y- extra yards when we need them. And I just feel like Chris Paul has the, a, that skill can translate. Um, Sorry. It makes me think of Kenneth Walker, like yeah, really small running back, yeah. Um, but he does his job and he does it well.
0: Yeah. I don't hate it. I, I was, yeah, that's not what I had in mind, but yeah, when, when you see Chris Paul kind of maneuver around picking yeah. and, and manipulate yeah. that, yeah, I could see a running back. Yeah. He's not again, running backs aren't the biggest guys. He's not the biggest guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I could see it. And then Clay as a wide receiver would be fun. Yeah. But Clay's just fun. You put him anywhere, he'd be fun.
2: He would. He would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go to our final final team the Mariners, representing the baseball division. Um, I know you're not a huge baseball um person. Uh, you're not you're you're trying to become a Mariners fan, let's say. But I guess of the players you know, and sort of know kind of who they are any anybody stand out let's start with let's start with football how would they
1: do as football players
2: um so julio um i don't know what position maybe again if we're gonna we talked about him and versus metcalf so you know that could be um you know he could be a wide receiver um i he has the athleticism for it um so I think that might do, do him well. Um, I mean, I also can see him on defense too. Like, I think he, he's pretty well-rounded and I look at like, some might call him a five tool player. Sure. Um, (laughs) and how he, you know, he's pretty effective in the outfield. And so thinking about like, you know, how can he do, um, analyzing kind of like where the ball is going, what's happening next and, and, um, Yeah, just attacking the offense off of that, so I can see him wide receiver or.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think the natural comparison between him and DK, I think makes him a pretty natural fit, at least for wide receiver. Uh, I think the the rest for baseball are going to be interesting, Hmm. because I think baseball is the hardest sport out of the three we named. Okay. So I think if, yeah, like like baseball players, I think yeah, they could go shoot some hoops, they could play football. Mm -hmm. I think. If you put all the other two sports trying to hit a baseball, that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard the other way around. I'm thinking like, like Suarez, J.P. Crawford, Ty France, some of their other hitters. Like they're not. I'm trying to think of strength of baseball players because they're not particularly big. Obviously, this isn't meant to like minimize them. Of course, they're big and strong, but they're not like super tall like basketball players. They're not super big like football players. Mm-hmm. So, right, someone like Suarez or Ty France, they have good lower body strength because mm-hmm. you need that as a baseball player. And they're obviously pound for pound very strong. So I'm thinking more like maybe like a tight end or maybe another defensive player. But some of those get kind of difficult to to match up. But to me, the again, the easier one are pitchers and finding your best pitcher who can play quarterback, because that would be your your kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. So whether that's Logan Gilbert for the Mariners, Kirby, Luis Castillo, one of those.
2: I mean, I'm seeing some of these guys as running backs.
0: Some of the hitters or the pitchers? Yeah, hitters. Yeah, like a Suarez.
2: Yeah. Uh, Gino, definitely, I think I could see as a, um, as a running back. Um, you know, he has a lot of power when he does hit and um, hit home runs. And so I definitely can see that utilized like running back. You have to have power to be able to get through like all of these players who are trying to tackle you. Um, I think JP in football (laughs) that's a hard one. I think to be safe, I'm gonna put him in Locket's position as a wide receiver. Okay. Um, not because I. I have a specific thing that I think would work well for him in that position, but just, I feel like that's just the safest place to find somebody like him. Yeah. I mean, he can do a plethora of different things, but, um, I really mainly main I really see him, um, kind of just helping make, make some offensive plays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He would be a good compliment to DK, just like how Lockett and DK are good compliments, mm-hmm. right? You have your big play receiver mm-hmm. and you have, Lockett, who certainly makes big plays as well, but a little bit smaller, more mm-hmm. of a possession receiver. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could also see him playing on defense as, again, like a defensive back or a safety. Someone like Quandre Diggs, who's just kind mm-hmm. of in the back. Again, not yeah, the biggest guy, yeah. but really smart defender can cover some ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see either of those.
2: Yeah, I, I think that eye coordination there, his timing yeah. is important. And I think that's really important in any sport. Um, especially f- football um his position in being shortstop and how quick he has yep. to be able to react to where the ball is going to go yep. after it's hit like it could be on the ground or not yep. and he has to be pretty quick about that so um yeah i can totally see him being like really um effective here.
0: so the mariners now over to basketball how would guys like julio jp how would they fare in
1: basketball
2: I think Julio will be fine. Yeah, I mean, Julio would be, be fine in anything. He, he's athletic. We, we all know that. JP defensively, I think, would do some damage. Um, and I think he can make some plays, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, he's a pretty decent hitter. Uh, um, And so thinking about what that would translate to in basketball, uh, maybe... Maybe a good free throw shooter. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, that sounds like not a compliment, but yeah.
2: No, (laughs) no. I mean, seriously, there's not a lot of good free throw shooters out there. Um, but no, it's just I'm just thinking about something steady. Like I feel like JP is a huge is a huge like, um, like I want to say back support for the Mariners, and so you want someone who you can uh, maybe a solid role player who's going to come in, you know. Yep. Austin Reeves is going to come in, you know, is going to do their job. So I
0: think Austin Reeves is a star, but JP, yes, is definitely needed on the Mariners right now. But JP's
2: are... a star as well.
0: But you just said role player. But yeah, I agree. They're both stars. Okay, we agree. No, I, I, I agree that baseball players might not be, besides Julio and besides these really good athletes, definitely be more finesse. They have good hand eye coordination. They would do well with like i i can't see them assuming they play basketball like not fumbling the ball as much like they are very skilled in that way problem is they would have issue with size because they don't have anybody naturally that would be like a center or any sort of big guy unless you have somebody who happens to be six 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 seven yeah like the mariners don't really
2: and i would also think about their vertical like
0: yeah they do uh, do
2: they jump like i don't yeah they don't necessarily have to
0: not really not really they have strong legs they have very strong legs and like if we were putting them all in squats against the other teams baseball players might win but i don't know how that would they're pretty
2: flexible which i think is really important in football um true i think basketball i think flexibility can help anybody but um i don't know if it's necessarily like a a huge like skill to need
0: yeah and i would just like how football players might struggle with with stamina, I think baseball players would also.
2: Yeah, I think they would too. But I think in comparison to football players, they're smaller.
0: True. Not as le- much.
2: Not as much I'm stuff. thinking about the weight. Not as much yeah. weight that you have to carry getting True. up and down the court.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's do, let's do a little competition. We kind of summarized each team kind of where their strengths would be. But now let's put them against each other. Um, of course, we're going to have no way to decide officially, but just kind of how we feel. Um, let's start on the basketball court. So we're playing basketball. The Seahawks representing the football players, and the Mariners representing baseball players. Again, we we mentioned, you know, guys like like Gino might be your point guard with big guys like DK, you know, Lockett in there as well. Obviously, you have all your offensive linemen, defensive linemen going up against uh, the baseball team, the Mariners. How do you see for basketball for playing basketball?
2: I see the, ooh that's a good that's a good one um i think i see the seahawks winning this game um i just i think that they can tower over the the mariners yeah um they have more strength um i think they're going to i can see the mariners using a lot more um what's the word being smart with the ball Yep. to make them effective um i think the strategy they would have is probably to try to tire out the seahawks mm-hmm. um if they're not used to going back you know running out back and forth and if they're smaller and and um you know not carrying up as much like muscle on them i'm assuming that they would be able to like last longer on the court and mm-hmm. if the seahawks strategy would be to just kind of get easy layups um then yeah i i still think the seahawks would win just because i feel like they can finish their shots more than the mariners would be able to
0: yeah and i I'd, I'd pick the seahawks as well for a lot of the reasons you mentioned stamina i think you're right like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like it's not like baseball players are huge stamina people either like they're just kind of on the field mm-hmm. um so both sports are very like high intensity focused and then a lot of rest mm-hmm. um so assuming Assuming we're limiting to, like, 15 players on a roster, it's not like all 50 Seahawks can play in this game. Mm -hmm. That would be a factor for the Seahawks, but I think they'd have enough players that they could rotate in and out that stamina would be okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then, to me, just the size. Like, okay, like, DK's super big and athletic. You put him against Julio and other baseball players. Okay, you can limit that. But what are you going to do when there's a 280-pound lineman, like 6'6", 280, who's also pretty athletic because you know, football players are athletic. Like, I don't see anybody on the Mariners beating that. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think the Seahawks take it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm trying to think, because baseball players' biggest strength is their hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. And you obviously need that to play basketball, but I don't think enough that that would help them too much. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, not to beat the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. So one point for the Seahawks. Uh, let's, go play, let's go play football next. So the Mariners trying to get a win against the Warriors representing the basketball players. that might be a good matchup. This would be a fun game.
2: Why don't you start? I don't really know.
0: Again, I'm going to go Warriors, and I feel bad the Mariners going 0-2. But to me, again, it just goes back to size. Hmm. Like if you have Steph, who's 6'3", Chris Paul, obviously, a little bit shorter than that. If those are your smallest guys, I think that's a big advantage in football. Huh. Um, you know, having someone like Clay Thompson, who's 6'6", you know, mm-hmm. being a wide receiver. Kuminga, 6'7", 6'8", who is possibly even growing. And then we haven't talked about, like, Looney, who's 6'9", mm-hmm. Draymond, 6'6", and built well. Like, I think they just have too much size. Huh. But just to play devil's advocate, I guess, for the Mariners. This is where I think hand-eye coordination would be a little bit more useful in football and just their reaction time, too. So like we mentioned with like JP and others' reaction on defense, I think would help them. I think it'd be a good game, but I would still pick the Warriors.
2: Yeah, I guess that makes sense for the same reasons that you said with size. Um, I still think the Mariners are smarter just because, I don't know, I think that they are as baseball players. Yeah, they would be able
0: to pick up the the playbook and stuff a little bit more. Because yeah. basketball players, right, we always kind of get annoyed. It's just like, again, not to downplay yeah, yeah, basketball yeah. players, but now a lot of it's just very free-flowing basketball mm-hmm. versus football and baseball are very like, because it's like stop and then go for a second. Mm-hmm. You're really focused on like how are we going to like win this next 10 seconds.
2: Yeah, like those definitely matter. Um, so I would imagine that the... The Mariners would be smart. I agree. The Warriors probably would take the win, Um, but I think that the Mariners would put up a good fight and it would definitely be a good game. Yeah.
0: Our last sport. Uh, Let's go to baseball. So the Seahawks and Warriors have both won a game. If they played (laughs) baseball, this is where it's interesting because baseball, Uh, people always say, right, there's no... There's no size requirement in baseball. Mm-mm. You have MVPs who are 6'7". You have MVPs who are 5'6". 6 doesn't matter if you're the biggest guy or the, the strongest guy. Mm-hmm. So this is a real good test for both teams. And for that reason, I will let you go first. Who do you think will win?
2: Seahawks Warriors. Um, I don't know. Maybe Seahawks. Maybe the Seahawks. Um, I think the reason I'm saying the Seahawks is I just feel like they have, again, with a bigger team, you have, more room to use utilize strengths for this game. Um I think what we know about the Warriors is they have good shooters. They have good like there's specific strengths that the Warriors have doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate well over to baseball. Um but I just think that I don't know, I think that the the uh, the Seahawks would have more strength um to throw the ball especially if you're not used to not that the ball is heavy, but Especially if you're not used to like throwing far from the outfield, I feel like they'll have more power when it comes to hitting at the hitting the ball. Um, and then probably more, they're probably quicker getting from one spot, getting from one base to the next. I would, I think, again, in football you have to be able to move quickly um, in a short amount of time, and basketball is a lot more stamina, endurance. Um, you you still do have the, those quick movements, but not for a set like amount of time maybe defense but that often changes in the nba because some sometimes they're not really playing any defense um so i just think there's a to me there's a lot more skills that ship that can translate well um for base for football players into baseball um i think they'll be able to hit the ball pretty well and i think they'll be able to um what's the word um throw the ball pretty well in the outfield for defense
0: yeah, I think, yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Seahawks too. I think I agree that with what you just said, skill-wise, again, baseball, I think, is a lot different. But the, the skills of football players translate a little bit better, whether the, you know, that's quick, quick twitch athletes being able to do things really quick versus free-flowing basketball. And then just the easy answer of if anybody from the Seahawks and if anybody from the Warriors are going to become decent pitchers, probably going to be quarterbacks and geno smith oh yeah just because yeah, yeah obviously very different i'm not expecting geno to be like a great pitcher
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but if there was somebody going to be you know he can throw a football exactly where he wants sure he could figure out um how to do something similar with the baseball mm-hmm. but i think for those reasons yeah i think football players are just designed a little bit better for baseball mm-hmm. but not to say you know basketball players wouldn't do well mm-hmm. i think they'd have their strengths but at this for baseball, again, like I said in the beginning, the Warriors can't rely on their size in this matchup because they could, they'd be bigger, like taller and stuff than the Seahawks, but that doesn't matter. So,
2: yeah, um, I think, yeah, the Warriors, yeah, I just don't see like what their strengths, what we know about their strengths, how that's going to help them in baseball.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they're very different. Mm-hmm. Not to say they can't pick it up, but
2: yeah.
1: I agree.
0: So I guess that makes, what are the, the Seahawks are the winner? The Seahawks they are too. the
1: winner.
0: And I think that makes sense. Football players are, yeah, they're just a good mixture of these really elite athletes, but also have kind of very specific skills that yeah. they could go to other sports and do well.
1: Yeah, but, agreed.
0: Um, I think, I think what would be interesting is if we were able to compare all these sports we just mentioned and some of the athletes And compare their athletic scores. Because that would be really interesting to me. Hmm. And I'm sure we could find it. Do a little research and stuff. But like how does. DK's 40 yard dash. Compare to Julio Rodriguez's 40 yard dash. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure numbers are out there. For something similar. How would. Yeah Steph Curry's bench press. Go up against uh, someone like Tyler Lockett. Mm -hmm. How would their like agility scores. Like I'm sure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All these players go through combines and stuff but that would be fun to see. Yeah. Or like see him in a race who would win because they're all athletic. They're mm-hmm. all great athletes.
2: Yeah. those are, That would be really fun. That would fun. be fun. Yeah.
0: So we can do that next time, but this was fun. I don't know. It might not have made sense to anybody, but <laughs> it was fun for us. Um, made sense to us. See Yachtar, our big winner, but it was fun. Uh,
1: yeah. Kind of going through each sport. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. Thank you.
0: That will do it for today's episode. Thanks to Marlisha for coming on. Uh, We will be off this weekend, but back next week, continuing in our NFL tiers, uh, now tackling some other positions uh, on the offense, and then back to some baseball, some movies and other stuff. So make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we will see you next week.